You're not going to do it this week. I have to do it. Yes. Fine. Welcome back to two C's and a D. Kind of sounds like our grade card in high school, doesn't it, Matt? It, it does. It does. That's actually generous. I had to talk my way into that. Yeah. Those C's were uh, C minuses, but hey, you know, they all get rounded up on the uh, on C's, that transcript. C's get degrees, baby. That's right. Uh, well, we have a new guest on the show. I am on my best behavior. Uh, this is a, a man that I've known for many, many years, uh, all the way back to my Foot Locker days. Oh, that's right. All the way back. Oh, my so gosh. Had, when, when we were wearing the polyester pants with the referee shirt. Such Ladies a good and gentlemen, month. Mr. Brian Draveling. Welcome. Welcome man. to the show, Brian. Well, Glad good to be on for such an illustrious uh, podcast. Good to be here, fellas. Yeah, so, uh, you know, you, you watch these NBA games now, and you see how the, the NBA college coaches are, you know, they're wearing, like, those pants and the, the, the shirts and then tennis shoes with them. Like, you know, that's the style now, right? Like, the dress pants with the tennis shoes. Yeah. I also have. I, I yes. sport that look. as a, That's a kind of a teacher look, too. So. Yeah, so uh, Driveling and I, well, probably 25, 30 years ago, we were forced. That was our dress code. We had to wear the dress pants with a polo and tennis shoes. Trendsetters. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's good to see that that's back. You know, there's a, th and this one is is really kind of in this category. There's a lot of shit shows, you know, and two C's is is quite there. Us, but yeah. I don't know if we're as much of a shit show as a Tiger King, <laughs> and you know, it's kind of that uh, you know takes one to know one type thing, and so. Uh, I figured that we should not only do a one-part expose on the Tiger King, we should do a two-parter. And I'm bringing all the I'm bringing the big guns out. I'm bringing the experts out. Uh, exactly. So, you know, today we're going to kind of cover a few topics. Next week we'll have a good friend of the show, Bobby Hines, back. Bobby's going to going to take us the rest of the way. Other uh, Tiger King experts, we know. Yeah, well, yeah, because I, I needed the foremost Tiger King experts to come onto this show share their expertise and uh, help me answer some of the questions that I had as I watched this illustrious show. And I need to, I also need to uh, shout out where and how I watched it. Uh, I watched all episodes on an elliptical trainer at the newly remodeled uh, Genesis. Uh, still not putting my, uh, even though they have a new locker system, I am still not putting my bag in the locker. Uh, Good choice. Yeah, yeah, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not putting my bag in there. You know, we don't need any more cars stolen. You know, rolled into the parking lot last week, saw some glass, and I was like, nope, everything's in my bag by me. So, so in some ways, should they advertise it as like part of the cardio program? Is like you, when you pull into the parking lot, the level of danger is so high that your blood pressure, you know, goes up, and you're already kind of exercising. So I feel like they should just really you know, sell out on that as like a benefit in some ways. Yeah. I mean, they could. Um, but I, I mean, I would just say, take your bag with you, especially <laughs> the time of year. I like how you stuck with them. I'm curious that you still go there. Oh, well, cause I got that. Um, well, you know how cheap I am because I got <laughs> that rate. Like, remember I joined when it was like a trailer in the parking lot. <laughs> and so like, I, I mean, honestly, man, I, I pay like 85 bucks a year. Like you're, not, you're not going to Planet Fitness for 85 bucks a year. 
So the level of danger in your parking lot is what you trade for, you know, a, a really solid rate on a gym. I mean, I think that's fair. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you just, you didn't hit the lottery on the whole you sacrificed your car. I mean, that, that probably. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a still a pending investigation, Matt. So we can't really get into this. Okay. Oh. This, I mean, my, my legal team is still working on this. We need so experts. Yeah. We need experts involved here. But Tiger speaking King. of experts, let's talk about the Tiger King because I know both of you gentlemen would be considered experts. So I want to start S2E1. Uh, give me just your – well, let's start here. Give me just your overall thoughts and comments about the, the season two. Start with you, Brian. The whole season or just – Yeah, just kind of your overall general thoughts on it, just a – Real high level. Don't have to get overly granular. So I I can include season one in this. This is an extended Jerry Springer show. This is, it's meant to keep people engaged, coming back. It's supposed to make money. That's what Netflix wants it to do. So it is the modern day smutty episode ridden Jerry Springer show. Accurate. Matt, what do you got? Hard Overall. to argue with hard to argue with that. Hi. <laughs> hard to argue with that. Um, for sure. And there is a level of spectacle that's happening. And it almost makes you feel a little bit gross when you watch it, right? Like you um you know what they're trying to do to you, and yet you still let them do it, you know. Like, I mean, in some ways I 100% agree, but here I am, you know, conversating about it. Um, and I fully watched it. Um, I, I felt like I knew early on and kind of going to episode one in particular, I felt early on, this was the Joe exotic, um, retro, like, um, like what do they call it when you're trying to rehab the rehab of your image for Joe tour, right? This is season two of like, Joe's innocent now. And we're kind of turning on the other guy, right? And you felt that kind of to me early on. And I, again, felt uneasy about it because it just felt like a plot twist. And if this is supposed to be a real story, it just felt so contrived. <laughs> well, yeah, 100%. So kind of where, my, where I landed on it is this is a professional wrestling angle. Boom. There you go. Uh, the... Springer uh, and wrestling. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's pro wrestling psychology 101 of like, I am going to do everything in my power to destroy you. Oh, wait, we have a bigger common common enemy. I'm joining you. We're joining forces. I'm Team Joe now. All right. I'm, I hate you, brother, but I hate that guy more. So we're going we're going after this because we're going to we're going to get we're going to get this guy rid him. And then we'll come back to our, uh, our feud. Like it, there was so many of those, like, and it, it was just so intertwined throughout the show of Joe and Jeff, Jeff and, you know, everyone, uh, you know, I can't, I cannot wait till next week to talk to you about uh, Tim, uh, Tim, Tim, the Stark. guy that, uh, Tim, what? Tim Stark. I think Tim Stark. Yeah. Stark. I can't wait to talk to you about him, but this man, uh, so, Season I mean, one. Andy, season... let's be honest. Professional wrestling is Jerry Springer with an athletic twist. <laughs> Possible, yeah. Or Jerry Springer is professional wrestling with an 
a TV twist. <laughs> so season one is called Beg Your Pardon. Yeah. And uh, what we're doing here is uh, the official summary is with Joe in prison, others from the series seek to capitalize on their fame. Meanwhile, a team forms to press Donald Trump for a presidential pardon. Oh, yes. This I, I had forgotten in some ways. It's such a journey, this show, as you get to the end of it, that that was a thing at the beginning of it. I remember now how much it was kind of, a, oh, maybe Carol Baskin. They want to keep the Carol Baskin story alive a little bit, too, right? That she I actually am less convinced that Carol Baskin did it after watching it. I think they want to convince me more and more that she did. I'm actually a little less convinced than I was after the first season in some ways. Um, but I will say, cause to me, like after time and after how much they want to make it a story the, the evidence just isn't there. And if there was going to be evidence, like there's absolutely no way in the world that it isn't there and it wouldn't have came out because of this press and because of what has happened. You know, so did you notice that Carol Baskin wasn't really in this one throughout oh, yeah. very much? Do you know why? My guess is, is that she realizes she's getting framed for murder in the first season and everybody thinks she murdered someone. She has an active lawsuit against Netflix trying to get her her stuff suppressed because she's saying that she was not presented in the light in which they said they would present her. Wow. But but here's here's the, the my biggest takeaway of the first season. I'm sorry, with episode one. And I would love to get your guys' opinion on this. Let's let's assume so the, the whole thing is these guys they go out they've got this this big campaign to get joe exonerated presidential pardon yes to the point where they have a meeting with trump's people not surprising a an in-person meeting and it's on <laughs> and it just so happens to fall when trump got COVID. so my question to you guys and i think the meeting was actually with don jr wasn't going to be with Trump. It was going to be with Junior. If they have this meeting, Trump doesn't get COVID. Trump doesn't go into isolation. What do you think the likelihood that Joe Exotic today is still sitting in prison? 100%. You don't think Trump, you don't think Trump pardons him? Well, first off, the meeting wasn't with Don Jr. It was a fundraising event to where they bought a table for $5,000. They didn't have a meeting with Don Jr. They had a, a table at a place Don Jr. was going to be. I mean, let's be honest. The Trump family is way too intelligent to have a meeting with these people. I mean, the IQ level of that family, Don Sr. and Jr., is above and beyond most everybody in this country. Um, so... <laughs> Let's okay. let, let's be serious that they didn't have a meeting. They paid $5,000 to go to a fundraising event. I, I thought they had a meeting. They said they had a meeting with Don Jr. Did I miss? Did I miss? No, I, I, here's I've got I've, I've got two comments. I know you do. <laughs> you know you do. <laughs> I've got one in very much agreement. OK, so one in very much agreement, one in just a titch disagreement. Wait, can I can I guess on which one you agree on? <laughs> Please, please, which one? Don Sr. and Don Jr. have a higher IQ than everyone else in this country. You're going to come out and say no chance that Joe Exotic is still sitting in prison, that he would be on a stage right now, arms held high with Don 
Donald Trump. Is no. that where you're going? No. See, that's where – okay. So that's where that's where we kind of diverge a little bit. No, I okay. am also 100% in, in, in saying that Joe Exotic would still be in prison, okay? He would still be in prison. That's number one for sure, even if this meeting happens or not. Okay, I don't think at any point like that would be something that would be in anybody's interest. Now, part of me is like, would they have that meeting on some sort of slide? Like, is that almost perfect, right, for them? A fundraiser where there is some some deniable situation here where we can go. Of course, we wouldn't meet with Joe Exotic, but let's be also honest. There's some Trump folks that, in some ways, would be there would be some appeal to him pardoning Joe Exotic. And I think they always were pretty smart politically. I don't know about IQ-wise, but they were really smart. They're really smart politically and smart branding-wise to know that, hey, why don't I just play that fence of like, sure, I'll hear Joe Exotic out, but then also I have this deniable plausibility of like, come on, it was a fundraiser at a table. Like, we're not, anybody could buy that thing. You know, come on. And so that that I agree with. And and so and part of me would go if Don Jr. as a smart political person, I, I agree with that. And and Don Sr. both. Part of me goes, let this ride out, man. Let this guy give us some press. Let this guy play around with the fringe folks that in some ways like we're gonna appeal to a little bit, that we're okay with like letting that just dangle. Like we're not shutting it down. But we're not also like letting Joe Exotic out. There was no way they were going to let Joe Exotic out. I mean, five thousand is five thousand. Doesn't matter who buys the table. They don't. They don't care who writes the check as long as they get it. This particular political organization, in particular, yes, does not care where that check is from. I mean, let's be honest too. These brothers were one. Do you do you believe that they believed that they were getting him exonerated? Because I mean, brother no. showing up with a limo at the pr- at the prison. So do we it's think that it was a? It, it's no. their fifteen minutes of an episode fame. Accurate. It's all performative. All these clowns are are a level. Anybody, the only level of again where Carol Baskin with this lawsuit, part of me goes, is more is more reason to kind of believe her in a sense is because part of me is like that's what a real person would do. Now, whether she's got a, a, a case at all, because every reality TV person has always tried to say, you made me look like an asshole. I'm not, you know, I'm going to sue you. And it never works because they've signed five million pieces of paper that they didn't know what it said that said, you can't sue me if we make you look like an asshole. You know, so that, well, you know, that- Carol Baskin ate some sour grapes after the first season. She didn't like how she was portrayed and. She probably found out somehow how much money other people made as opposed to her on it. And seeing as though she needs three and a half to four million a year to run her little sanctuary down in Florida. And she's like, why am I getting less? And then I'm made to look like this and I'm getting all these hate emails and letters and calls. And, you know, I mean, she's I, I I, I, I would call her conniving and she didn't like what happened to her. So do you think that uh, – well, okay, question about Carol Baskin. More embarrassing performance for Carol Baskin. Carol Are we Baskin. talking about Tiger Carol King? Baskins or fucking Carol Baskins? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. so more, more uh, embarrassing for her. Portrayed in a worse light. Tiger King, one and two, Dancing with the Stars. 
she came uh, off as a clown on the Dancing with the Stars. I mean, she came off as a merch. She came, of course not. She came off as a murderer on Tiger King. I mean, the only thing I would say about Carol Baskin's beef that you go, all right, you know, she's got a level. Like I said, if you went on Real World, the original Real World people, you know, one of the first reality shows, right? They went on and they tried to sue everybody because they were like, that's not me. You didn't make me into me. You know, like that's, that's just a blah, blah, blah. And of course, MTV had all the right papers. They had all the right business folks, the lawyers, and go, hey, look, you signed what you signed, you know? And so the only problem with that is they made they made those folks look like jerks. Like, they made Carol Baskin look like a murderer. I mean, like a stone-cold murderer, and people treated her like that all every day of her life, probably. And so she's got this, you know, so I, I don't know. I'm not saying she deserves to get anything. because, And I also think I agree with, with, with Brian that, that there's a level of conniving and I don't trust her and like all these wildlife folks have you would you okay I have a question to this would you go to one of these zoos now that you've seen this would you go there any of these zoos would you go Brian to one of these like like for-profit I don't know where Windy Wood Oklahoma is or Wildwood Oklahoma <laughs> if I I wouldn't make specifically make a trip, but if I was in the area, had nothing else to do, and the kids are with me, and they want to go see animals, why not? You're okay I, with the, okay. So I, I mean, I, mean we, I think we've all seen the original Vacation, where didn't they detour like an hour and a half out of their way to see the world's la largest pile of mud or something like that? So yes, so people on a road time. trip will do some some things. Uh, uh, right. The, the thing is, the whole Tiger King show. Could, can we agree that it's probably at least one third of the stories Carol Baskins? Yeah, but I want to I want to go back to driving. Driving actually would not be able to go into those those particular zoos, especially Jeff Lowe's, because they would just be yelling "Code 69, Code 69, Code 69." All I mean, every step Brian would take, of course, they would be yelling "Code 69." <laughs> Unreal. He'd be he'd be the one lying in the bed next to next to old girl and and Jeff. <laughs> Jeff and his throne like what I mean so that's that's the piece that like makes it again where it feels a little gross to me because I just feel like I'm getting played like part of me goes this guy's such a con man he's a con man I'm like but we're getting con like everyone's like we're I, I don't know and, and and so but but again it's just so to a point the, of such a car wreck car crash that you just keep watching and it is the, brilli brilliantly produced and made the thing is there without Carol Baskin there is no Tiger King because number one, part of the mystery and debate and dispute is where's Don Lewis? Did she kill her husband? Another one is Joe's in prison because he hired someone to go kill her. Right. Whether you whether you think he was set up or not, he wouldn't have been convicted of it if money wasn't exchanged. Right. And he didn't tell someone to go kill her. Yeah, and that's the interesting thing too. So Don Lewis, you know, that that is a ton of this show is so much of this season and last season is the disappearance of Don Lewis. Um, what are your guys' hypothesis on this? Like, uh, let's 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 play Sherlock Holmes here. Um, okay, go ahead, Matt. Me first. Yeah, you first, because uh, okay, I I, I, well, I already teased. Brian's got some expertise around this. So exactly. I, I want to talk about, but I, I but about I, you. Yeah, let me get my wrong take out first. <laughs> But I, but I will say, which is always what we should do. Let me say this, okay? I, I already teased this a little bit earlier. I am actually less convinced. I was pretty much like 80% on she did it, okay? Let's just move on in some ways. Like, we're never going to know. 
she did it. Okay. That was after season one. Honestly, the more I watch this season and the more I feel like they tried to at least keep that story going, the more I feel less confident that she did it. And I am almost now 80% sure or more that that old boy may very well still be alive and is kicking it in Costa Rica or wherever he was supposed to. What island was he flying to? Wasn't it yeah, Costa Rica? Costa Rica, yeah. There you go. That old boy, I think, is in Costa Rica. And the more the way they talk to that police officer and the more he's like, this is an open investigation, I ain't saying nothing. This is an open investigation, I ain't saying nothing. Part of me is like, they know that old boy's down there, I think. And they're You're asking me of- about timelines, which is a very important part of a criminal case. I, I, so uh, that's where I'm kind of at now. I've done like a complete 180 on it. Driving where you at? Don Lewis is, is my man, a dead or alive? Tiger food. <laughs> Here's the thing: they're slow playing everyone in this episode, in this show, because guess what? If they stick with the Carol Baskins killed him, Carol Baskin killed him, no one's going to tune in to and keep watching to hear more of Carol Baskin killed him. So they probably had all this and all the outtakes of all this. Well, they had to because Carol Baskin, they've got clips of her. So they did all this and held her interviews and her statements for the season two because she wouldn't have participated for season two. They're just compiling everything now is my belief. And they have to keep everybody, quote, you know, on the edge of their seat. Oh, my gosh, is he still alive? You know, or did she kill him? Now there's a 50-50. Is he in Costa Rica? Or is he dead? You know? So, Damn, I've been played, Brian. You're telling me I've been played. So, so the the cop, and I don't know about that law enforcement agency, the sheriff's office down there, but for them to approve a detective to get on there and talk anything about this with whoever produced this, that shady producer that was the, on the first season, that that's a joke for him, them to get on there when – Open investigations you can't talk about, whether it's a timeline or any information about it. You can't talk about it. Um, here's the thing. There's, there's a lot of questions. You know, they, they pose some stuff. Oh, well, he she went out, the car broke down, all this, and no one's seen him in the timeline. When someone last saw him, then his van was found at the airport, right? Has anyone said, asked or said where the plane was? <laughs> If, no. the van, if the van was there and the plane was there, guess what? He didn't hop on the plane and go anywhere. Yes. I, again, I, and the only thing – what I, what I guess I would say to that is is that I don't – it's just as likely to me. And I, I guess I wasn't – maybe I shouldn't have said I was so sold early on, and I probably shouldn't have been. You know what I mean? Because I think, like you're saying, there is a very – you know, way they are arcing this story, right? That says, you know, like, I I don't think anybody knew there'd be a season two, right? And so the only way there can be a season two is that there is a new story in some ways. And the new story can't be that unless they know for sure, unless they literally have evidence that Carol Baskins for sure did it, then they put her in jail, right? And then that's your story and it's over, right? Or then you got to twist it and you got to say, no, wait, there's all this evidence that old boy is alive. I'm just more like the more I look at the situation and I say, okay, this old gal cuts her husband up or or pushes her husband in the tiger cage. I don't know how she does it, but she kills this old boy and murders him, right? Takes his zoom, has the money. Or he looks at that family, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to this to his real family, 
he he looks at that real family and he looks at Carol Baskins and what he's got in his life. And he's like, listen, I got so much money and I know I could fly to Costa Rica on all this land that I got and I could disappear from all these nightmares. <laughs> and he, and he, I, I, part of me is like, that's as equally or more plausible, if that makes sense. So where well, I'm at on it is that uh, I'm 50-50 whether he's alive. If he's alive, he's not in Costa Rica. He probably went elsewhere probably bought some land in another another tropical country yeah, because Rica is like a, a smoke trail and like, yeah, right if he's dead my guess is is that something went down in costa rica okay. like, that, like that one old boy was talking about like hey his girlfriend was 15 and she's got family and if she felt disrespected or something like that eh. do you want option three andy I do want option three. I would love option three. Okay. Option three is the average age of men in the United States is 76 years old. The average age of someone born, a male born in Costa Rica even, is 79 years old. Don Lewis was born in April of 1938. He would be 83 years old if he was alive today. If he didn't die of natural causes, let alone Carol Baskin or some pissed off family in Costa Rica. Right, no doubt, and and so right. Hold and, on and, a sec. I want to go back to something you say. Elvis Presley ain't alive still. I'm not saying that. I did not say that. Don't put words in my mouth. Because I've heard that Elvis Presley is still alive. And he's with Tupac, actually. Him and they, they chilling upstairs at Graceland. You know, you can't go upstairs at Graceland. That's why, because he's alive. But also, when Andy twisted my arm and kicked me in the shin a little bit to get me to come on here, yes. Um, I. I want to do a little bit of research. So when Carol Baskin met Don Lewis, he was married. She was unaware of. He also had two or three other girlfriends, and she didn't know about any of his kids. And now he's doing cocaine in Costa Rica and banging underage girls. I mean, come on. This, this guy didn't live a life that's going to last very long. Right. And he's not, and so part of it is like he's been kind of sanctified by not being alive or being around, right? And so what we're not, right? I mean, that well, maybe a deeper dive into Don Lewis's life would kind of open it up for everyone to go, listen, this guy's kind of garbage, you know? And so then the question becomes like, did he, of course, no one deserves to be fed to tigers, right? And no that's, one, deserves, right? That's but a fantastic story, though, right? Like if if Carol Baskin let's let's just say let's say Carol Baskin killed him and in a fit of jealous rage because she walked in on him with another girlfriend and cocaine and she just shot him. Okay. The circle of life, man. You know. <laughs> so, that's the Lion King though, right? So that's <laughs> no, no, that makes complete sense. Yeah. How many of us haven't been in that situation? I mean, let's be honest, you know, I mean. <laughs> yeah, oh, 100%. So, it, so that's not very that's not very fun because we've heard so many stories about that, right? And then if we get the Costa Rica thing of like, uh, yeah, he just kind of got on the wrong side of the wrong family and they murdered him. Correct. Okay, so we we well, hear about that. that. But right. how often do we hear about somebody being murdered and fed as fed to tigers? Accurate. It's a much better story. Or, or buried in a tiger cage, but fed to tigers is more like where they're like digging up they're digging up the di tiger's poop and stuff to try to look for DNA and whatnot. You know, yeah, and twenty years like later. 
<laughs> well, wasn't wasn't old exotic himself said if we get divers in that lake or whatever on the property of Don, we, it'd be solved. I'm sorry, but 18 to 20 years, however long it's been, if a body's been in there, you're not recovering anything. It's like this stuff. That's where I would say, like, this is where it goes back to that political piece and kind of circling it back to the Trump thing and, and all the all those things is like, you think Trump killed Don Lewis? No. What I'm saying is, is that um, Joe Exotic is saying things that he really doesn't want to prove. Right. And he always has been none of the things he ultimately is saying as what he and that goes back to what his defense is probably now in this like exoneration thing that's happening here now which is like man this guy was just kidding he's a sweetheart he really wouldn't didn't want to kill you know carol it was you know everybody else and i i don't love that angle either and i'm absolutely fine with that dude not getting out of jail anytime soon and i don't know how you guys feel about this i know that kind of gets into the late later parts of it but early on i just felt like okay this is joe's way of like kind of answering to what this is. And I don't know that I feel like it's a proper way of, you know, for it to happen because it just feels so produced. And like, like you said, like they're telling a story. Well, no, no sane president or presidential candidate would either pardon him or say they're going to pardon him. Number one, because he, yes, he had the, you know, murder for hire charges and conviction, but he also had all the animal cruelty stuff that he got years for also. And who wants to be an elected or running candidate that's going to have PETA against them? Accurate. And, and every animal lover in the country against them. It's a pointless I mean, thing. It's a point, right. There's a no, it's a no-win situation. There's absolutely nothing. The only thing, actually, the only way it could have worked would have been if if Trump was reelected and it was a I can't get reelected anyway. It's it, you know it's the seventh you know year three and a quarter and they're like hey yeah we're letting a whole lot of homies out because we're actually gonna go you know we're, we might team up with old Tiger Joe for a freaking TV show after my presidency or something or like you know what I mean. But the amount of people that Trump pardoned and let out is minuscule compared to Clinton Obama. All them let out hardened criminals that should have never got on the streets. Let's be honest with that. Trump let out a far, far fewer people that went through the court system, were convicted, and were in prison. There was just a different. There was a different tone to it, right? I mean, I mean, I mean Trump, more... Trump orchestrated an insurrection so he didn't have to deal with this Joe Exotic thing. <laughs> well, he got COVID first. He got COVID. And right. then he then he, then he orchestrated the insurrection. Hell of a which, politician, like I said. <laughs> how about these guys getting? How about these guys getting screamed down on the uh, National Mall with their sign? <laughs> like that's for, the, that's the clip they're going to use. For, freedom of speech doesn't go to them, don't you know that, Andy? <laughs> um, no, that that's uh, but that's a hundred percent. I mean, here's what I would say: is that I'm. That's a moment where you go every once in a while where no matter politically where you're at, you go, yeah, I don't think any – if you are a real political movement, you don't want to be associated with that nonsense. I'm just going to say that. Like whether this was like some sort of liberal cause that he was at that was doing it, I hope they shouted their ass down too and get them out of there. I mean again, to me, that's, that's where – there was some legitimacy in that moment of like them going, listen, like we're trying to do real stuff here. This is actually really important to us. We don't give a shit about Joe exotic. This has nothing to do with that old boy. 
and get the hell out of here, you know? So I actually, in some ways, was like, okay, I'm down for this. I'm sure that was the same person who was on the steps of the Capitol, and then that's where we start to disagree, you know? How how about that? uh, How about these brothers driving back to the airport, checking Twitter and seeing that that shit's gone down, and dude, all that that one old boy just goes, hope our banner got noticed. (laughs) God. Which shows again, they're very actually. That's where they are completely clueless in this whole thing. Well, what they should have been saying, the should have been saying is like on that is if you are in the middle of Washington D.C. that day, you probably have no idea what's going on. If you went to that rally and you were headed back to the airport, you probably had no idea what was going on. No, that's what I'm saying. And that's why. Point. That's why I'm saying that that's where they politically don't. They they are just like how did the right messaging? They don't have a clue. Because what they should have been saying on that limo ride home was like, oh, shit, luckily we got the hell. I'm glad that gal shouted us down and got us out of there because then all of a sudden we could have get wrapped in with this. Right. And that would have I don't think that's what they wanted to, you know, to be a part of. I don't think, you know, at that point. Well, the, the, those, their whole part was just for the Tiger King show. It yeah. was nothing else because who is going to wrap a small plane in free Joe exotic or whatever they put on it. And no one's going to see it while they're flying. They're going to take off and land from a small venue airport, but no one's going to see that plane. The only, the only reason anyone saw that is because the cameras for the TV show were on it. Right. And what's wrong with these people? Like, I just, you wonder like what it's, I guess it's just camera, you know, and just getting on, like you said, they're 15 minutes of fame. But I just can't picture what what these dudes like that dude, you know, what he what he's getting out of this Joe exotic crusade that he's on. Well, it's the same thing like the lawyer. Right. Yeah, I but mean, the lawyers. The, uh, yeah. But part of me goes, but there's a level of like, that's what this lawyer does, though, at least. You know what I mean? What is this? this so this multimillionaire dude just goes around looking to help, you know, random that, hillbillies. That lawyer was an idiot. Let's be honest. Oh, he's a. Uh, I, I, Fair. I mean, I'm a, he's an opportunist. Gonna, he's I'm no Mike D. Pasquale. Let's just I'm let's just get that out. Of there. I sue people. You're going to sue Carol Baskin for what? He, what are you going to sue her for? He's a clown, and, but he's an opportunist. You know what I mean? Like op, obviously, all these people around us are. That's why it feels gross. There's no winners. That's why, again, like I said, it is one of the gross. I mean, I think you always feel gross watching reality TV. You know, like there's a level of like you know you're being manipulated, and I don't care. And I know. You have a lot of loves in, in reality TV world, Survivor, you know, stuff like that. And I'm even talking about that, The Bachelor. Oh, I do want to bring this up. The missed opportunity here is not having a whole show that is The Bachelor for Ty- for Joe. Because that little segment there, I don't know if it was in the early on in the show, that was finally where I was like, yes, this is – now this is a show where I'm going, I'm, i got to watch this. Because that's the other thing. Who are these people? Right. Who are these people that are sending in the hundreds of thousands, maybe not hundreds of thousands, hundreds at least of young men send these pictures in to be the husband of Joe Exotic? Like, well, I was just very disappointed that uh, Dylan left Joe in such a classless manner. TMZ him that I mean, just (laughs) returned his calls and then he was out partying with his friends while Joe's stuck in prison. I mean, devastating. Do you just want Dylan waiting around the rest of his life, or what? What do you have against Dylan? Come on. True love, man. True love. I mean, Dylan is half Joe's age as it is. 
what was he doing with Joe? He was he. I'm sure he was thrilled that this is always like, oh God, thank God Joe's going to prison. Perfect. You, you ask what he was doing with Joe. Oh, yeah. how about how about meth and cocaine? One hundred percent. Yes, accurate. Poor guy. I mean, honestly, this is like the best. I shouldn't say poor guy because that's what I want to be careful about because this man is no hero. And whether I, I don't care, I don't again, I don't care whether he's kind of being railroaded by the system or not, which I think there's a there's a there's a plenty of argument for that, too. OK, and this is something that goes back to another thing that I'm not an extra about, you know, but like th this idea of, you know, informants and how if they how much they're allowed to kind of manipulate those situations. Right. And, and probably one of the compelling parts is that, you know, tape where, you know, there is some kind of pushing by what ends up being an informant, you know, to do the, the ultimate bad thing. You know, so that's always going to be an argument that I think is valid. But there's so much other stuff, like you said, the animal stuff, just this is a bad human that's okay with like, I'm a fine with him being absolutely incarcerated forever. <laughs> Well, when he's incarcerated, though, one, one thing that I would appreciate for Tiger King season three, and there will be a Tiger King season three. hundred. Can we get a better camera shot? Like, is it that hard to frame the camera? <laughs> like, like, why are we seeing? Hey, like, I'm going to be free. I'm going to finally get that Jeff Lowe. I'm going to get him. You guys can't really see that in this audio. That dropped down. It was kind of very. Uh, what was the, the neighbor's name on Home Improvement? Oh yeah. Uh, oh, what was his name? Al. Wasn't it Al? Oh, what are you, it was yeah. Al was buddy. Al was yeah. No. Nah, anyway, the neighbor. You never saw his full face. Wilson. Wilson. Yes. Very yeah. Wilson. <laughs> well, um, what was that about? I'm glad you brought that up, buddy, because we that is something we need to talk. Episode two. You know, next time when you, we tune back in and you guys hear us, we're going to be talking about camera angles. Why can't we see Joe's mouth the entire show? All right. So next week, we're going to come back. Yes. We're going to talk to Bobby. We're going to kind of pick this back up. Um, you know, we Bobby, need to have Brian back on. Brian, man, killing it. Up, we'll, man. we'll try to get we'll try to get Brian. There was a scheduling conflict for Brian next week. Uh, he's got a he's got a life. He's got kids. Wow. He's got people. So. Yeah. um yeah, the, but you and your Democratic friends need to stop muting Brian, okay? Oh, that's what it was, exactly. It, it was. I called, I called Soros. They, <laughs> yeah, you and your friend George Soros uh, muted Brian's phone, and so now he's he's gone for us forever. So right. He's on the list, right. man. He's on the yeah. Soros list. And we will uh, we'll catch up with you guys for part two. See y'all. Later. <laughs>